You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Guys of Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Neither one of those guys are good enough offensively. If you're going to play two seven footers, right? The other dude, it's one of those seven footers got to be killing somebody, but they're not good enough offensively to make the other team pay. And not only that, they can't even guard teams on defense because. Carl after Towns and, and, and Rudy, they can't guard the Joker, but they can't guard a three-point shooter. So I never understood that trade from the beginning. And it looks it, and it's just it's just it was just a stupid trade. Chuck. Just <laughs> sticking the knife in even further. God. He's Chuck's been hammering Carl Anthony Towns specifically going back to that Rocket series. You know, yep. it's like what do what do you Shaq did too, right? In that series? Yeah, Didn't both Shaq those guys. Too? Sometimes I think that because they've been doing it now for so many years, they almost feel kind of bad. You can kind of, they kind of, I mean, it's not that often that they find themselves talking Timberwolves. But, uh, you know, every once in a while when the playoffs roll around and it's one o'clock in the morning central time, they have to talk Timberwolves. But yeah. The intriguing thing about that too, what, what makes that fun to me is Shaq, the one thing Shaq has on Barkley is he talks from experience of rings. Yeah. And so, like Shaq, I I love Shaq because at times he'll he'll basically just and he's not wrong <laughs> determine that a guy is a loser is a losing player. Yeah, like like Barkley does too, but he doesn't have rings. Shaq's like I know what it takes. Yeah, and and sometimes Shaq can fall. You know, how many times have we talked about like Ted Williams used to be a baseball manager and he just got pissed that no one could hit three fifty. What's wrong with all you guys? Let me show you how it's done. I'm Ted Williams. It's like, Shaq, you were 340 pounds of muscle and athleticism. Just, I saw a highlight reel of Shaq in his prime on social media the other day. And I, you forget, man, like that oh, dude, God. you feed it down to him and he's just eviscerating people. And Cat and Gobert aren't, they're not Shaq. So, and they're not Barkley. But here, here's the question for, for this episode here. Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd, your home for daily Minnesota sports entertainment, speculation, therapy, post-game shows after these Wild and Wolves series on the Score North YouTube channel. You guys are on like three hours of sleep today. But, you know, we did, um, we did flagrant howls after game one. We did our show yesterday after game one. And there was a lot of Carl Anthony, uh, Anthony Towns criticism, as there has been after all of his playoff clunkers. And I'm seeing some pushback. I don't know what percentage it is. And I'm just trying to gauge the emails and the comments on YouTube and social media. I'm I'm seeing like 15 to 20% pushback maybe. Everyone was bad in game one. Not just Carl Anthony Towns. Everyone was bad, right? Or you guys always make it about one player. It's always about Kirk with the Vikings. And it's about Carl Anthony Towns with the Timberwolves. So... Yep. I guess my question to you guys is, are we being too hard on Carl Anthony Towns? Absolutely not. No, not even close. Carl Anthony Towns is, in his, in his own words, the leader of this team. 
He is the alpha, or at least he claims to be, okay? Carl is a veteran player. Like, this isn't a young player. Carl Carl has no business. I mean, there's nobody who should give him a pass. The Wolves haven't been successful. What's his experience in playoffs? That's all self-inflicted by now. That is largely self-inflicted. This is a star-driven league. He is a star. Um, Anthony Edwards deserves criticism for game one. Okay? No question. I'll criticize him too. But Carl Anthony Towns, much like Kirk, is the face of the franchise. In Carl's case, unlike Kirk, he is the face of the franchise because he's declared that. He has declared, this is my team. I'm watching film. Um, I'm going to talk to Chris Finch. I'm going to talk to the team. I know what's wrong. And time and time again, when it matters most, he lets this team down. My greater frustration and why I'm more than willing to pick on him even more is I don't feel like anyone in that organization holds him accountable. I feel like they just allow him to get away with this song and dance act of I'm the guy. So, no, Carl Anthony Towns is getting exactly what he deserves. And make no mistake again, if he was with the Celtics or the Knicks and and this ineffective, it would be a national story, not at 1 a.m. in the morning on TNT, but every day on every show. He deserves the criticism. I mean, looking at the records just from 2023, at least, they're pretty much the exact same with them and without them. Since he had that that calf injury this season, they were pretty much the same team record-wise that they were with them and without them. Now, historically, if you want to go back to further, I mean, the Timberwolves have been pretty bad when Carl Anthony Towns didn't play because he has missed time before. But now, I mean, dude, you're in year eight. It's year eight, and it's kind of like a lot like a, a, a Vikings quarterback that we know and love, Kirk Cousins, where... All right, so the team's good, but also, and you're obviously a better quarterback than Case Keenum. You're obviously better than a league average QB. Yet here we are, though, with mostly the same records. Why, why is that? Why is that the case? <laughs> Windy fingers. Yeah. Windy fingers. Why is that the case? No, I, I don't think it's, it's too hard of criticism. He's a very good player, but I think it's fair to question if he can be the number one guy on a team. I think that's fair to question at this point. Speaking of Windy fingers, did you guys see the clip that circulated yesterday? So he was on Get Up from a Phoenix hotel room. Get Up starts at 7 o'clock Central Time. I don't know. Is Phoenix on Mountain right now or uh, Pacific? Pacific right, so, so Pacific right now. Pacific right now. So it's like 5 or 5.30 in the morning Pacific Time, and he's doing yeah. his Get Up hits from a hotel room. Yeah. And he's kind of like talking like this. You know, he's whispering the whole time. Yeah. And finally, after they brought him back, they they called him out. They're like, dude, you're the why, we're having fun here. Everyone's loud. Why are you? What, what are you whispering for? And he goes, well, uh, let's just say that. There's a neighbor here in the hotel on the other side of this wall that did not take kindly to the early wake-up call and has let me know about it in no uncertain terms. And so I'm just trying to, uh, you know, get away with all my limbs intact. So I will be talking softly. <laughs> That's oh my awesome. God. <laughs> I've had to do that from some hotel rooms for, like, Purple Daily and, and stuff, too. But to, to Declan's point about, like, you bring up Kirk Cousins. I think – I don't think we're being too hard on Towns because ultimately – I view it through the lens of expectations. To your point, Judd, he is the self-appointed and organizationally appointed leader of the team. He's the highest paid player. Or now he's, he's right there on a super max with Gobert. They're like neck and neck kind of in salary. Right. He was the number one overall pick. 
It's year eight. He's not 21. Why do you guys not criticize Edwards? Well, we do, but one guy's 21. The other guy's literally in his prime, 27, 28. And so I criticize versus expectations. Well, why aren't you criticizing, you know, Mike Conley? Well, I mean, Mike, yeah, Mike, everyone deserves criticism from, you lose by 30 points in game one and look like that. Everyone deserves criticism. But I'm going to focus on the guys that are the biggest chunk of influence and the guys that, okay, we need you as all the things I just mentioned to carry this team. And that leads me to my biggest question about Towns, which is why hasn't his presence been worth more this year and for eight years? This team is 60 games below 500 in Carl Anthony Towns' career when he plays in a game. It's like 232 and 292, give or take a game. 60, I can see early in a career, all right, he's 19, he's 21 years old. You're going to lose a bunch of games, right? But, okay, if you're really that dude, and there's only five guys on the court at any given time, right? It's not like football where even great quarterbacks, if you're Drew Brees and you have the worst defense in the league for three years, it's going to be tough to win 13 games. And credit to Kirk, by the way, for winning 13 games with one of the worst defenses in the league. But why over eight years is this organization 60 games below 500, all right? Now, of course, they haven't had Warriors infrastructure. He hasn't always had the greatest collection of talent around him. But he's had more talent around him than people probably think. He's had Jimmy Butler and then that relationship. We blame Jimmy Butler for nuking that relationship. Well, I mean, why did he nuke the relationship? Because he... He didn't jive with Carl Anthony Towns. There's two people involved in that relationship, right? And as Declan brings up Kirk Cousins, there's just certain guys in sports that do an amazing job filling a box score. But for whatever reason, team wins don't really follow or playoff success doesn't really follow. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins in his career, this was the first time they won They won uh, 11 games, I guess. He was part of 10 of those a couple years ago, but his whole career is mired in like seven, eight, and nine win seasons and no playoff success. And they finally jump up and win 13 this year. But generally speaking, Kirk Cousins, throughout his entire career, he puts up huge box scores. The team success, not really there. Stefan Marbury is another guy. We saw that up close for a couple years. 20 and 10 career, right? Flashy. That dude played on so many bad losing teams. Tracy McGrady, 30 points a night for like a decade. Never won a playoff series. And that's kind of the category Towns is in for me right now. 25, 10, 4, three-point shooting. He can pass. He can rebound. He can dribble drive. He can do everything. But, dude, we're in year eight now, and your teams are 60 games below 500 with zero playoff success. And that's just really interesting. I don't know that I have a definitive answer. There's probably other things, but you can't just say, well, it's everything else around him. Okay, well, then what are we, then what are we doing with it? Then what's the point of giving him the max contract and him all these things, right? He's supposed to sort of pull the team and the organization out of some of this. And I just like the, the team success doesn't match the box score with him. The all or nothing nature of just his playoff games speaks volumes. Like you can't, if you need apologists, you're not a winning player. If you need somebody, someone to, to say, okay, he didn't play well in game one against uh, the Nuggets, but remember last year in, you know, game four against the Grizzlies, you're not a winning player. Like your, your graph, your playoff graph can't go like this. It, it's it's funny. got to be 
even to a certain point. I actually have the playoff graph in front of me as you bring this up. So he's played in 15 playoff or play-in games in his career. I count seven clunkers in 15 games. Mm-hmm. Clunkers. Not like, oh, he was kind of off. Like Jokic was a little off maybe in game right. one. Right. But it wasn't a clunker. He was a little little handsy, getting fouled, got into foul trouble a little bit, fouled out of the game, but they were up by 30. 15 playoff and playing games. In five of those games, so one-third of those games, Carl Anthony Towns has shot 33% from the field or worse. That's like a 5-for-15 or a 3-for-12. He's had some really bad shooting nights in the playoffs. So that's 5 of the 15. In two other games, this is games 2 and 3 against Memphis, one was a 26-point blown lead and the other was a 28-point loss, I believe. I might be mixing up those games a little bit, but uh, he was in foul trouble all night in both those games, made only seven combined shots across both games. Nine turnovers, seven made shots in those two games. So you you tack those onto the shooting clunkers. That's seven clunkers in 15 playoff and playing games. So they also, ESPN, ranked the top 25 players going in the playoffs uh, over the weekend, as right before the postseason started. Towns checked in at number 22. So he was the 22nd best player out of the 25 players who were entering playoffs. Behind guys like Jalen Brunson of the Knicks, DeAndre Fox of the Kings, Drew Holiday of the Bucks, Sabonis of the Kings. I'm not discrediting the guys above him because those are really good basketball players for sure. But what does it say that this guy who was supposed to be the supposed unicorn and also was a perennial, you know, top 15 to 20 player in the NBA is now behind the eight ball of those type of players? Like, I, well, think, yeah, like, I, so- I think we're starting to see who he is. So, so where was Sabonis? Sabonis checked in at number 15. So Sabonis, for instance, all right, and God, the Kings again last night. Draymond is stepping on Sabonis' chest and stuff. They light the beam again. They're up 2-0. You know, he Cat is falling behind his peer group. So look at the other big men. So Cat's 27. So look at the big men that are like within a, you know, 26, 27, 28 within his age range. Guys who play power forward who are close to seven feet tall. Maybe they're classified as a center. Like Sabonis, I think, is classified as a center. But... You know, let's go back 25, 30 years, Kevin Garnett. And and he came in the league, and the guys that were sort of among his big man peer group, I'm going to put Shaq in a different category because he was just a monster center, Yao Ming. I'm going to look at just kind of the power forwards who were multi-skilled, right? So you had KG, Chris Webber, you had Tim Duncan, you had um, Dirk Nowitzki, Sharif Abdul-Rahim. There was a group of like five or six guys, late 90s, early 2000s, that were 20 and 10, they could pass. They were multi-skilled. You're kind of judged among those peers, like KG was. And you might argue at the end of the day that Duncan, because Duncan won more championships. I actually think KG was the better player at their peak, but Duncan had better infrastructure. He had he had Hall of Famers around him, Spurs organization. KG was kind of stuck with, like, Glenn Taylor and, you know, paying Joe Smith under the table. But at the end of the day, like KG wound up right at the top of that group. Maybe it's Duncan 1A and KG 1B, but KG in that group, MVP, finals championship, especially when he got to Boston, playoff success, right? Went to the playoffs eight times with the Timberwolves. He was fighting at the top of that group. Towns is falling behind his peer group, which includes Jokic. And Jokic is like the same age or six months older, I want to say. Yeah. And he's been in the league for nine years. Cat's been in the league for eight years. Uh, Embiid, Giannis, 
all the dudes who are 6'10", 6'11", multi-skilled, right? Uh, Sabonis, I think, is passing him now, too. As a, and he's only one year younger than Cat. Julius Randle is kind of right in that mix. He hasn't really done anything in the playoffs or anything. But, like, eight years in, and Cat and the Cat's falling behind that peer group. Unless he does something, go bonkers, outplay Jokic in a playoff series, get to the second round. And when I say that, it's almost laughable. But why? Why is it laughable? Was it laughable five years ago? Five years ago, if I would have told you, hey, in five years, the expectation should be Cat outplays Jokic in a playoff series, you'd say, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a second-round pick against the first yeah. overall pick. But there's a sizable gap between those guys now. Mm-hmm. Why is that? You know. Well, and w- when you're going to claim that this is your team, when you are going to say, this is my team, I do this, I do that, and you can't follow through, and again, your your playoffs, as you said, Phil, 15 games, seven clunkers. Uh, to Dex's point, we know exactly who this guy is. We know exactly. We gave him the benefit of the doubt, deservedly so, in the Houston playoff series. He deserved it back then, and he didn't play well, but he was young and learning, sort of like Ant right now. But there comes a time fairly quickly where it is not a fluke when you're disappearing when you're pulling the stunt that he pulled in game one which look if he leads a team in basketball there is nothing that says he couldn't have come out and absolutely been fantastic and maybe the rest of his team struggles mm-hmm. i don't care you know if you could have pounded the ball into cat and he scores 40 that this is the nba that wouldn't be a oh my god i can't believe that that happened so yeah i i I guess for those who think that we're too tough on Cat, first of all, it's the product of, of this town to a certain degree. S-A-W-F-T. There are, Soft. Because he gets, he, gets, he gets a benefit of the doubt from some that he should not get. But second of all, um, my question is, do you want this team to win? Because if you want this team to win, the stunts that Cat pulls on a regular basis are not acceptable. And, you know... Just look at the body language after game one, too. Up at the podium, staring at the stat sheet. Uh, you know, I know, I, I know what I can do. I, you, you know, go watch Mike Conley's postgame presser and watch Cats. And tell me which one is the adult and which one leads. Oh. Yep, and at some point, I think, again, Anthony Edwards was, he's been real spotty since the All-Star break. Just a lot of, the, you know, there's been injuries, but also just his energy. So I guess what I'd really like to see is Anthony Edwards is the energizer bunny in game two. Would love to see that. He should just, he, dude, you're 21. You're a freight train. Just go be a 21-year-old freight train. Get to the rim 10 different times. You know, knock down some threes if they're there. Mm-hmm. Play with energy. I, I, I don't know. Maybe there's, maybe just the wear and tear. Maybe there's some conditioning things that need to be, you know, tweaked in the offseason. Uh, and then I want to see Cat, because in the other eight games, of the 15 games we just mentioned, seven are clunkers. The other eight are pretty damn good, where he's double-doubles, and he's, because when he, when, when he is playing at his peak, he's not ranked 22nd among those players in the list that Declan brought up. He's definitely top 15 when he's playing at his best. But what I don't want to hear is, if he plays his ass off in a Game 2 victory or something, I don't want to hear the, ha-ha, see? No, that is the expectation. Jokic is giving you that every night. Embiid is giving you that every single night. And now we're getting to the point where Sabonis, Giannis, obviously, Sabonis is giving every single night. They're not just celebrating, oh, my God, Sabonis played well tonight. 
Now it's like they know that Sabonis and Fox are going to set a baseline, mm-hmm. and then it's up to sort of the role players and the scheme and just like the general fight of a playoff series. It shouldn't be, well, is, is this going to be one of the 50, 50% of the time that Embiid's just not going to show up in this game, right? Like that should not be a question in a playoff series. Carl Anthony Towns, for his career, is just about out of clunkers in playoff games. I agree. I'm not talking sort of off games, to your point. The Joker, you know, not a great game, but certainly contributed to a, a win. Um, and certainly found ways in not playing his best game to contribute. I'm not talking for this year. The, Carl is, in my opinion, 7-15. to 15. That's that's seven clunkers in the playoffs in your career. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you're just about out of like like the next time. So if he has a great game too, but then let's say game four or five disappears, then I don't care about his game too. Yeah. By the way, and, and I will say, maybe there's something to be learned because Embiid early in his playoff career, this is like four years ago now, Yeah. Embiid was really bad in a in a handful of playoff games. But then he kind of started to figure it out, and you see you know, lately, 2021-22, it's a lot of 30-10-5, and five, you know, 35-38. Um, just, just go be a monster, man. Go be a monster. Yep, for the rest of your career in the playoffs. Yeah. No more BS. So, all right. Um, a shout-out to our friends at Nutrisource, by the way. Speaking of cats or dogs, the official pet food of Minnesota sports with Mackie and Judd. Purple Daily. Oh, Maya Mackey, a uh, little early wake-up call, I'm going to say today. A little early. She was ready to rock and roll even before 5 o'clock. I'm like, Maya, it's, it is not time. But, you know, when there's Nutrisource chicken and rice waiting around the corner, how can you not be excited if you're a canine like Maya? And that's that's great. You, you know, Stella right there, she has been scratching on the, the door because guess what? She wants to go outside because she knows when she comes back, from the outside, there's going to be a Nutrisource training rewards treat waiting for her. I swear to God, these dogs outsmarted us a long time ago because they know Nutrisource not only improves their health, but improves their smarts. And they know that us humans are suckers. Yeah. I, I, I crawled into bed at 2.30 last night uh, after Judd's hockey show. And, uh, well, Vinny Boy decided, hey, I'm just going to take up the entire side of your bed and uh, I'm just going to continue to lick your face at 2.30 in the morning thinking it's a Nutrisource treat. It's like, Vinny, it's 2.30. Dad needs some sleep. Nutrisource treats can be out in the morning. Calm down, guys. Nutri- N- Nutrisource. Uh, Nutrisourcepetfoods.com. If you want to find a Nutrisource retailer, they support the uh, the local um, pet shops, too. So Nutrisourcepetfoods.com to find a local Nutrisource retailer near you. All right, that's a wrap on Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd today. Don't forget, we are your home. By we, I mean the Scorn Earth YouTube channel for all of these winter sports post-game shows. Wild, Judd's Hockey Show, Wolves, Flagrant Howls. Looking forward to the rest of the week, and we'll see you guys over on Purple Daily, too.